So you want to write a book and you want to self-publish it and you want to know how that feels and what's involved? Well then, my friend, you're in the right place. Let's just dive on into what it takes to be a self-published author and actually enjoy the ride. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of this untapped podcast, and a lover of handstands and dogs. I've spent over a decade building successful businesses I love and teaching others to do the same. I want to help you tap into your unlimited potential and make the income and impact you desire simply by being you. In fact, I'm on a mission to help 1,000 women earn at least $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes that they truly care about so that together we can create a ripple effect in this world. So if that sounds like you and you're on board to learn how to make the mindset shifts you need to have the business success you want and the lifestyle that you desire, then this is the podcast for you. Last week in my mailbox arrived the new paperback version of my third book, Suck It Up Princess. It looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. I will link to my Instagram story where I shared the unpacking. And as an author, it's always such an incredible moment when you actually receive the physical paperback copy of your book. Up until then, it always sort of feels a little bit like a dream. You've got the digital copy, the EPUB, the PDF. You've been back and forth on editing and formatting and design. You've been giving out early releases and digital copies to people for reviews. You've been talking about getting this book out to the world for ages. And then finally it lands on your hands and you smell it and you feel the paper on your skin. Trust me, it's really nice, soft, silky paper. And you look at the design of the cover and you're like, yes, it stands out. It rocks. It's amazing. And then you feel like, yeah, okay, this book is real. I have birthed a book. And I just thought I'd talk about the process that I've taken for this book in particular and touch on my other two books as well, because I really want writing a book to be something that is totally doable for you. If you've been considering it for a long time, if you have a half-finished manuscript somewhere, or if you've just thought about it but never really thought it's possible. And I know there's also something for so many people about getting a traditional publishing deal on the table in advance, like a four or five or six figure advance. But I just kind of want you to go the route of self-publishing for total freedom, for total control. And because there's really no reason not to in this day and age, there's more tools, platforms and opportunities for you to distribute your own book as successfully as a publisher would and even more so. And let's be really real here, if you haven't even dabbled in this space. Publishing houses do diddly squat. On the marketing side, they expect you to have a community, an email list, a platform, and to do pretty much all the marketing yourself. So why not just do it in your own time, self-publishing your book, and take heaps more of the profits and have full control over what your book looks like, sounds like, reads like, and where it turns up. For sure, there are benefits with a traditional publisher. I'm not going to listen to this podcast in two years' time and eat my words going, oops, when I have like some amazing deal on the table. But you can always have your book picked up by some big-ass publisher later, like The Suitcase Entrepreneur, which if you don't know, I wrote in 2013. I self-published. I've since sold over like 30,000 copies, both paperback and digital. And then it got picked up in 2017 by Simon & Schuster, 
who paid me a lovely five-figure advance to publish the third edition. So, like, there's always possibilities, right? And by that stage, it had done its job and it was amazing. And so that was just like the icing on the cake. But I'm really glad I self-published that book. I'm really glad that I bought the rights back to my second book, The Freedom Plan, so that I can now self-publish that. And I'm super glad that I'm self-publishing Suck It Up Princess. And so I thought I'd just take you through pretty much the process for this book, from idea to crowdfunding to editing to writing to getting it out there and now to actually publishing it in distribution, PR, everything, to kind of pull back the curtains and let you hear more about it. And then I've got a special treat next week's episode where I'm having Ash, who's on my team, who's an incredible copywriter and just a super fun, energetic lady, And I said, why don't you interview me about my book? Because she needs to know about it, to write about it. And so she's going to read the book and interview me and ask me a whole lot of questions. And I'm also going to probably get questions from people who pre-ordered it and supported it early on, who are in my book group. There's a link below this episode to join that book group. It's a beautiful bunch of people on Facebook. And I've basically been doing Facebook Lives from... I think April last year when the crowdfunding campaign finished, just with ins and outs and good things and bad things that have happened and just being really honest about the process. So it's a fun place to be. And then it'll also be even more fun because as I go into book marketing mode, you'll be able to see behind the scenes of that and what I'm doing. And I just basically let you know as I'm going. So if that interests you, that'd be a really great place to come join me. And finally, I do have a pretty awesome 30-day course called Write Your Damn Book. So if you are sitting on the fence, if you've not written your book yet and it's been like a three-year dream or a five-year dream or something you've been sitting on since you were a kid, then this 30 days is to get that book out of your brain and into the hearts and minds of others over 30 days. It's self-paced, there's amazing interviews in it, great tools and techniques and strategies. It's pretty simple, really, but it just gets you motivated to do it, as well as accountability emails. And it's super reasonable. So just putting that out there, if you head to nataliesisson.com forward slash write, as in W-R-I-T-E, write your damn book, you can check it out. All right. So here goes. In March of 2020, right about the time that we were heading into lockdown, right about the time that my partner's father was passing I decided to launch a crowdfunding campaign, actually from the hospital where we were spending time visiting. It wasn't my intention. I had my intention to do this before then, but we went over there immediately to make sure that we got to see him before he left this world. And turns out that I spent a lot of my time when we weren't able to be with him working on this. I love crowdfunding books for a couple of reasons. First off, what is crowdfunding? It's when you get people to pay you in advance for something that you're going to produce and say, hey, I really support what you're doing. I'm going to prepay you for this thing that you're going to create, whether it's video games, books, products, whatever it may be. And that means that you get the money up front to then be able to go ahead and actually pay for and cover some of the costs of producing a book, not all of them. (laughs) Well, it depends how good your crowdfunding is, but it's a great start. But more importantly, what I think it does is it allows you to test whether your book is something that people actually want to read. And when you put it out there and you put out a small proposal about what it's about, who it's for, you give these really cool pledge options. You know, if you buy one book, it's X. If you buy two books, you get to come to my book party. You get three books, you get an autographed copy, 
five books, etc. And you can put these cool packages together that allow people to pre-order, support your book and say, yes, Nat, Suck It Up Princess should totally be written, even though you've only just had this idea and you've put it out there. It also gives you an incredible marketing vehicle because then you have all these beautiful souls who have already pledged their support in advance that are going to be the first people to get your book when it comes out, who are going to be there along with you on the way and really support your journey, be part of the process. You can run it by them. You can get feedback from them. You can do a whole lot with people who are already invested in your book. So I love crowdfunding. Suitcase Entrepreneur was crowdfunded on Kickstarter way back in 2013. And the last two books have been crowdfunded on Publishizer. So Publish and then I-Z-E-R. And this is a specific platform that has morphed quite a bit since I've been using it, which allows you to run a crowdfunding campaign just for your book. And the more pre-orders you get, the more publishers you unlock, if that makes any sense. So there are sort of limits and levels and as you go, you get introduced to, through their system, more and more publishers that may want to buy your book or the rights to your book or work with you to publish it. I will caveat that huh, publisher is such an interesting term because there are traditional publishers like some of the big five and then there are hybrid publishers, independent publishers, indie publishers. And for me personally, I had 415 pre-orders and I had 65 publishers interested in my book. And literally none of them were people that I was going to work with. So even some of the ones that are great and do a good job all required me to pay them to publish my book. And in my mind, I can just do this myself. But for you, that might be perfect. They do help you with the marketing and they do help you with formatting, cover design, editing. So it's a complete package that... Once you've crowdfunded for your book, then you get to talk to one of these people and you get to weigh up and negotiate with them on their packages and they do help you from start to finish so that you can just write your book and they help you get it out there. However, for some of the prices that range pretty much from, if I'm being really honest, anywhere from sort of 10 to 25k, I think it's worth doing it yourself. Um, but that's because this is my third book and I really wanted to go through the process again of putting this up onto Kindle Direct Publishing. I wanted to try Ingram Spark this time and those are the two most major platforms to get your book distributed on. You don't need to go with both, but you can go with both and I'll share a little bit more about that as I go. And I just wanted to go through that process again because it had been, what, seven or eight years since The Suitcase Entrepreneur when I did that all myself then and... I really wanted to get back into the feeling of what's it like now? Is it easier? Certainly is. How do I go about this? What do I want for this book? And I have a totally different goal in mind for this book. For The Suitcase Entrepreneur, I was gung-ho, all out, all in, almost burnt out to get it out there into the world. And as a result, it did incredibly well. But I put everything on the line. I did a huge book tour around the US and Canada and virtually, and just did everything that I could, and the book went awesome. And for this, I'm in a much different place. I want this book to land in the hands of readers who seek it out. I want it to have organic growth. I want the book to speak for itself. I want it to resonate with people who will resonate with, and I want it to polarize people who are like, why on earth have you called it Suck It Up Princess? I am sure this is going to offend some people, 
even though the reality of this book is that it is a self-help, inspirational, motivational, strategic, fun, enlightening, heartwarming book that is based on a lot of my own personal stories, lessons learned, failures, screw-ups, good things, bad things. Some people are still going to look at that and go, really? With what we've just been through and the pandemic and everything, you're telling me to suck it up? But interestingly, it came out through the pandemic, so I find that even more, I don't know, there's something amusing about it. And when you read the book, you'll get why it's called that, because it is really real life strategies to get out of your own way and be the heroine of your own life. So yes, just go and check out nataliesisson.com forward slash princess, where you can pre-order it and get some awesome little bonuses and read more about what this book is about, who it's for, how it's going to help you if it appeals. I'm personally incredibly proud of this, but I have to say until the reviews started coming in, I had no freaking idea how this book was going to land. It's hugely personal. There's no references. There's no tools. This is not a business book, although there is some business advice. This is hugely personal. And there's some stories in here, which I don't think I've ever told people before. And I just decided to go all out and just let it rip and let people into the world of Natalie Sisson because I'm sure that people are going to be able to resonate and see themselves in it and have experienced some of those things or be able to go, oh, I had that experience too, or I felt that, or that's so interesting how you tackled that versus how I did, and just really feel like we're all in this together, right? This journey of self-improvement, of finding our way through life, of pursuing what we want to, of living a rewarding life, of giving to the right things, of feeling abundant, for growing for creating beautiful relationships, habits, lifestyles, finances, all those things. Like this book really does cover it all. Okay, so I wanted the experience of self-publishing this book myself. And once I hit those pre-orders, the next step was to obviously write the damn book. I raised 8,000, just over 8,000 US dollars. A bunch of that goes to fees to Publishizer. And really what you come out with is you're just just covering probably the cost to be fair of <laughs> shipping the books because one big mistake that I made and I was looking at this today as I went through the list of people who have pledged to get like 10 copies or 25 copies I'm like the cost of shipping these books alone is going to be way more than what they pledge but I don't care because they're awesome they came in at the very beginning before it was even written and said Nat I believe in you go write this book but that is a little tip that I will give you be sensible and check postage of what books are going to cost you, even if you are sending them direct from a platform like Amazon or Ingram Spark. Yeah, you just have to be mindful of these things. Plus, postage around the world, by the way, has gone up a ton. And it's also massively delayed right now at the time of recording this, just because of the pandemic really throwing infrastructure and systems out a lot. So these are all things that you know, you have to take into account and hopefully people are going to be flexible with, which is why I love selling digital books online because they're instant and right there with you and you can read them on your Kindle or on your iPad or on your Samsung pad or whatever it may be. Yes, holding a book in your physical hands is awesome, but also so is being able to highlight and save bookmark, etc. or even listen to the audiobook version, which by the way is coming. I digress. Let's just call it for now 8,000-ish US dollars minus fees. And then that allowed me to go, great, start writing the book and then hire an editor to edit the book, a formatter to format and put the beautiful book together, somebody to design the cover. And those were the three things really that I wanted to start with. 
I started writing this book within a month or two of the crowdfunding campaign that finished just after my birthday. So it finished sort of early to mid-April. I started writing this book around June because quite honestly, the pandemic for so many of us, pretty shocking, pretty emotional, quite confronting and really upended a lot of our everyday lives. For me here in New Zealand, I was extraordinarily lucky and I launched my beautiful 10K club during that time. So I put all my focus into providing a beautiful community of women entrepreneurs wanting to grow, make more income, make more impact. And I put my time and effort into that during the heart of our lockdown. And then I went to focus on my book, which was cool actually, because I had so many great examples to share from coaching and and that adventure in my book. It took me three months to write it. Realistically, it took me about a month and a half to two months to write the book. I started off and then I actually had to leave it for a bit. I was just personally, the pandemic kind of got worse around the world. It's Black Lives Matter. There was a lot weighing on my mind and I didn't feel that writing at that time was particularly conducive to what I wanted to have the book be. And then I actually just had to tell myself to suck it up, princess, which is a great phrase that I use, by the way, all the time, and just get going and just write through that emotion and use that emotion to write the book, which is exactly what I did. So that actually was super, super helpful, I have to say, and finished it up around, yeah, July, August-ish. And then the next step was for me to get a couple of eyes from the pre-order supporters who had pledged to see this book and get it out there to them. So I'd send a couple of chapters to various people and just get their feedback on how was it to read? What was the message like? Was it resonating? How was it landing? Got some really great early on response from that. Obviously not sending the whole book because that's just a different story. That's like really putting yourself out there in quite different. And then from there, I went on to a really cool platform called Readsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y. It's a fairly newish startup. Well, maybe it's been a couple of years now, but essentially it is an online platform for writers to connect with copywriters, editors, designers, marketers, publicists, everything you could possibly want as an author. And you go on there and you select like five people from their awesome database. And there's not actually heaps of people on it, which I love, but they've all got tons of experience. Some of these people have come from the big five traditional publishers. Some of them have been in the book industry for decades. Some of them have been designing, writing, creating, editing for freaking years. And they're here on this platform and you can essentially select your favorite five and then you go out to sort of a tender or a proposal and they come back to you quoting what they'll charge for that piece of work and then you get to have a conversation with them and choose who you want. So I found an amazing lady on there called Sarah who um, gave me a really, I would say, competitive rate for cover design and formatting the interior of my book for both print and digital versions. She's based in Canada. She has been incredible to work with. She gave me at least eight or nine cover designs. I actually really liked all of them. Then I went to all the people who'd crowdfunded in the Facebook group and said, which one's your favorite? I, I sort of narrowed it down. And then from there, narrowed it down again to three more. And everybody gave their feedback, which was awesome. But ultimately, the decision lies with you. I think, personally, it's your book. So one thing I will say is if you're going to put a book out there, don't rely on everybody's opinion because everybody has a different opinion. Actually, fortunately for me, because it came down to book covers that were black, 
with the colouring of Sakura Princess on, or white, which is a bit more subtle with the colouring, and actually then a gold one, which was quite bold. And interestingly, the black cover won out in the end and was particularly popular down under, and the white one was particularly popular in North America. Isn't that interesting? But ultimately, I went with going really bold, something totally different this time round, and making the decision. So then the cover design was set, tagline I changed later, but it was okay. Then the next step was hiring an editor to look at my manuscript and make it better. And I did this actually through a friend, Danny Innie, who had recently had his book edited by a lovely firm and actually somebody who's been in my community for quite a while. Thank you so much to Ellie from The Writer's Ally, which is spelled A-L-L-Y at the end. Her and her team were fantastic. So she has a bunch of editors that she works with. She assigns them to various books. And in this case, when I first got it to them, because I really like deadlines, so I had written most of it. And then she said, great, let's stick to this deadline, because in order for our editors to get back to you, it's going to take six to eight weeks of back and forth, um, the first round, the second round, the third round. And I wanted to hit a deadline of having this book out to people sort of actually by January, but I wanted it to people in November, December. And so she said, to hit that date, we need your manuscript by this date, which was in August. And I went, great. And I powered through and got it done, like with a day to spare. And to be fair, I didn't go back through and proof it and perfectly read it because it takes quite a long time when you've written almost 300 pages. And their first word back to me, which was really helpful, was this needs developmental editing, which is like a step up from copy editing, by the way. And I'm not the expert in this, but most books you can get away with a copy edit, which is when somebody goes through and they check for grammar, spelling, punctuation, flow, structure. But a developmental edit is when (laughs) it needs work, basically. So basically they came back to me and said, "Mm, this needs work. It's quite confusing or it doesn't have total flow Um, there's just a chunk of stuff that really needs to be better and I went actually can you just give it back to me for two weeks and let me do a much better job of it and then I'll send it back to you and if you still think it needs developmental editing which was a much higher price tier let me know and I was really glad I went back through it I cut a bunch of stuff out I tightened things up I rearranged orders of chapters I got a lot clearer on the flow I broke it down into five sections instead of three and send it back to them and they're like, oh, this is a heap better. It only needs copy editing. And interestingly, their copy editor loved the book so much it inspired her to start her side hustle and she is the first person to have given me a review on Amazon and I just thought that was freaking awesome and that says a lot when somebody has sat with your book for weeks and still likes it at the end of it. So always a good sign when your editor really likes your book. From there, I was able to give that to Sarah, who then put it all beautifully into a formatted book. She came back to me with three to five different layout options inside for font, for headlines, for margins. And I loved them all, but I chose a combination of fonts that I liked. And then she laid it all up. And then it went for a final editing round with myself and the writer's ally. And we just picked up on any typos any grammar, any things that I wanted to cut out. And I actually had three more revisions after that where I got to cut things, change things, switch chapters around, rename chapters, remove things. Also during that time, I sent it to some of the people that I included in the book. So while I don't reference anybody in particular, I wanted to make sure if I was telling a story or using them as an example, even if it was only their first name, I wanted to be sure that they were okay with that. 
And that was a good move because somebody came back saying, actually, I'd prefer if this bit wasn't in it. And so that actually was when I just decided to remove all references, any credits. I just pulled it all out and made it much more personal so that it's not a reference book at all. It is all personal stories and tips and strategies from my own personal experience. And then I think we went back for one more formatting round and then she was actually good to go to format it into print and EPUB. And that actually only happened oof, about a month and a half ago. And then I got the fun job of going, great, now I get to go on KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, which is where I have my other books and I was familiar with and upload it as a Kindle version. And the beauty of when you work with a designer and a formatter who knows the ins and outs of all the platforms is all I had to do was upload the file, upload the cover, put in the pricing, which I did basically a competitor research on Amazon. Because when I wrote my proposal, I looked at about five or six other books in the genre that I thought it was similar to in terms of style, looked at what they were pricing it at and picked a price that I thought was useful and somewhere in the middle. And so then you just had to put your title, your tagline, your ISBN number and pricing, the blurb. And this is when it suddenly starts to become real because you have to write the description in the book, who it's for, what it's about, why you want to read it. But the minute the files were uploaded and that was submitted, which took about 15 to 20 minutes to list it, it was approved. And then it was live on Amazon as a Kindle option about a day later. Then I did the same with the print version, and then I did the same on Ingram Spark for the first time in my life, which is another platform which distributes to things like Barnes & Noble, Chapters, Apple Books or iBooks, Kobo, Book Depository, also to Amazon. So you can have Ingram Spark distribute your paperback copy or your hardback copy through print on demand. I know that sounds strange. You can do that through Amazon or you can do it through Ingram Spark. Both allow you to do print on demand, which means you don't have to have any of your book in stock sitting in your basement or in your, in your house or clogging up your wardrobes. Every person who orders it can order it via those platforms and have it delivered via those companies, which is pretty amazing and another great reason why you want to self-publish. And again, same on IngramSpark, because Sarah had formatted it to perfection, when I uploaded the files, they all got accepted. There were no errors. And suddenly, a day later, your book is now available. I put them both on pre-order because I wanted the book to come out April 8th, but people were able to buy it from late February. And now we're into March when I'm talking about this and I haven't promoted it much, but I wanted the ability for the listing to be there already, for people to be able to give early reviews who'd had the book for at least a month and for people to be able to find it and start hearing about it. Interestingly though, I think on a few sites, it's already available to buy. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, I just bought your book on Kobo the other day. And I was like, that's interesting. You shouldn't technically be able to access it yet until the 8th of April, but I don't really care. It's great. If you bought it, thank you so much for finding it. And that was all super, super easy. There is no cost on Kindle Direct Publishing to get it set up. They just take their fee, and I'll come to that in a minute. And on Ingram Spark, I think it was $49 to basically go through the process of setting up the book. And if you make any changes, it's another $25 per change. But super easy, really great platforms. They walk you through every single step. And the only things you need are your formatted cover and obviously book in both EPUB, which is the digital version, and PDF, which is the print version. And you need your ISBN number. And again, that was super simple. At least here in New Zealand, it is. you email the ISBN 
association and say, I would like an ISBN for this book and its name. And then they sent me back an ISBN for every version that I was going to have. Audiobook, paperback, Kindle. I could have had hardcover and a bunch of other things if I wished. And there was no cost to get my ISBN number. In some countries, there probably is. But I would literally just Google, how do I get an ISBN number in Canada or Portugal or Germany? And you will find your answer. And that took a couple of days for them to approve it. But in some places, it might take a bit longer. And those are actually all the things you need, as well as some drive and motivation to make it happen. And of course, you can outsource all of this. So on Readsy, there are people who will do all of this for you. The Writers Ally also were happy to do this for me. But I just really wanted to go through this experience myself. So on Amazon, you get to choose pricing options. Again, I'm not the expert, but basically it comes down to you can receive 70% of the profits after their costs, or you can receive 30% and it gets distributed slightly wider and in different ways. I chose the 70% because you don't make much on books anyway, and I'm doing most of the marketing and promotion. And Ingram Spark was slightly different. You set your levels of price and then you also give a wholesale version for retailers. So Ingram Spark is the one place where retailers can order your book direct from them and sell it in their shops, which is why I love it because the suitcase entrepreneur, when I self-published, I never got it into any bookstores. I didn't use Ingram Spark back then. It was quite a while ago. It didn't have as good a reputation as it does now. And I didn't want to butcher my relationship or listing on Amazon, which at the time they were vying for the same market and now it's much better. So I didn't ever get that book into bookstores until the traditional publisher bought the rights for it. And now I can see it, it's available in, you know, Suck It Up Princess is available in Barnes and Noble and Chapters and all those places that I said, which is amazing. Retailers can order it direct, libraries can order it, and it's just going to go much further and wider. And I'm sitting here in good old New Zealand and it's globally available for pre-order and soon will be available to just order. So that is the process so far. I hope you found that really useful. I literally have just talked this out with you. The next step that I have gone through is the marketing process. So I've set up that beautiful pre-order page with my team helping me. And really for that, I just needed to get the visuals. I needed to get the copy. So visuals and imagery. I had photos taken back in November of last year of me holding up a empty book cover. I literally took, I think it was Marie Folio's book off my bookshelf, the hard, hard cover and took off her outer layer and held up this white book so that we could superimpose the cover of my book for photos later. Luckily, Lauren on my team is a whiz with graphics. So we've just put together a bunch of beautiful images in Canva and that was allowing us to put up a pre-order page where the whole point is to, you know, give some bonuses to people to pre-order in advance, including a live event that I'm running later in March. And it's just a way of showing good faith to people to get the book early. It's actually slightly cheaper, I think, right now when it's in pre-order. And it also shows you, you know, how this is going and what appetite there is for your book. I've also hired a PR firm just for authors in New Zealand. And the reason for that is when I was reaching out in North America, a lot of the PR people charge, I'm not going to lie, three to $5,000 a month to get you into some major news sites, potentially on TV, but unlikely, potentially on some radio. And even some of them just get you article write-ups and things like Huffington Post and Forbes, etc. And 
For me, I can actually do quite a lot of that on my own. Some of them focus on getting you interviews on podcasts. And again, that's something that I internally can do with my team and my networks. Or I can hire a company that does just that. And so for me, it just didn't feel worth it. Traditional press and media is great for getting the word out. It's good for your visibility. It can send you a lot of leads and new business. But for actually selling books, like if you've seen an article before in your local newspaper for a book, typically it doesn't make you want to go straight out and buy that book. It might. It might make you, though, aware of that author and you might look up their work, you might go to their website and maybe you'll become a client or you'll do something with them or you'll follow their work. But because you can't click an exact button in a newspaper or you're watching a TV thing, you can't click right there on the screen to order, I find your own online marketing and digital avenues, whether that's interviews on podcasts, your own posts, social articles on sites, using things like Medium and various other websites with high traffic to get people to write up reviews about your book or do interviews with you, advertising, you know, using Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads. There's just so many better ways, I think, to get word out about your book that will move more books and help you make more sales. But I've hired a PR specialist here in New Zealand because there's something that's kind of happening here momentum-wise where I feel more people are starting to know about me in Australia and New Zealand, that market's growing. And I just felt like it was my time to give back to the country that I was born in that I've really kind of been away from for so long and to run some book parties here and to get the hands into the books of people here and have it even in bookstores here just as a freaking experiment and to see, to see what the market thinks, to see how they react and to see if I can bring some more beautiful people into my community. And I just felt like it was time to do it locally. I just did something really appealing about a local push as much for visibility as for book sales. So I will let you know how that goes. And it's more affordable for a start. They're specialists just for authors, and they're looking to get me on TV and radio and articles and print and magazines. And in addition to that, I've also reached out to a distributor here in New Zealand. Even though retail stores could buy my book through Ingram Spark, and this is something that you might face as a challenge in your country, they're often not that keen to go with somebody who's a first-time publisher or self-publishing because it means that they have to go and do their own work and order direct from those places versus working with a distributor who's promoting a book and can get them good deals. And what I found out about distributors is they take their cut. Obviously, then the retail stores take a massive cut, and then you have to supply the book through a printer, which is at your own cost. And honestly, calculations I've done, you end up making around a couple of dollars a book. So it's not really worth it from a profitability front, But that's not why you generally write books. You write books to build an audience, to change people's lives, to get your book to the hands of readers, to make a difference, and from there to actually monetize through other avenues like courses, speaking, digital products, workshops, getting new clients, boosting your credibility, positioning yourself as a thought leader or an authority and an expert. So books are this amazing door opener to so many more things, including growing your business, your confidence, and your visibility. But I've decided to see if distributors are willing to take a risk on me and give it a shot, because I personally just like to see my book in bookstores in New Zealand, and it's a goal. And then we can go out around the world and see what else can happen. So hopefully you'll hear me on lots of podcasts over the next three to six months. I have a long-term kind of plan for this. I really just have a long-term attitude that this is organic growth. It could be slow. 
It could be fast, but really this is something for life. Books are your baby. You bring them up, you nurture them, they grow, and then you put them out into the world and and see how they do. I hope this has been super helpful, useful. This is honestly just my thoughts on self-publishing. Huge fan of it. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's also super rewarding. You can control your budget. You can control how much you do, who you hire work for, what you outsource, what you want to focus on, and you can play to your strengths. Like if you do great in interviews or writing, then don't outsource that stuff. If you hate the tech side, outsource it. (laughs) If you have no idea about editing or design, outsource it. You could do the whole thing yourself. There's so many different ways you can get a book out there. And at the end of the day, if you're having fun and you're learning a heap and you're getting great feedback and you're enjoying the process, then that is the beauty, I think, of writing your damn book and then birthing your damn book and then getting your book out into the world. So if this has interested you at all and you want to do this more for yourself or you certainly want to get writing your book and you want to know then about how to promote and get it out there, head to nataliesisson.com forward slash write for Write Your Damn Book, the course. And if you are super interested or just curious or you just simply want to support my third book, Birthing Right Now, Suck It Up Princess, Real Life Strategies to Be the Heroine You Already Are and Have the Money, Success and Life You Deserve, then just look it up on Amazon or more importantly, head to nataliesisson.com forward slash princess and pre-order a copy and support this author and her endeavors to make people's lives better, to shed some laughter, some tears, some truth bombs, and to come into my inner world and be able to apply some of the strategies that I've had for building a successful business, living a rich and rewarding life, and really just believing in yourself. That's what this book is all about. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Untapped Podcast and whatever media form you're playing this from. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place. And um, if you haven't yet, come across to nataliesisson.com forward slash podcast and you can see all the previous episodes and dig into whatever lights you up. But we're here to help you tap into your potential, get paid to be you and live a life on purpose. You've been listening to episode 109. I'm Natalie Sisson signing out for a holiday in Nelson and looking forward to seeing some pre-orders come in and some feedback on why you love Suck It Up Princess or maybe why you don't. Always happy to have different views on things because that's what life is all about. Much love. Much love.